You're listening to the Nicene Creed, a Lenten podcast series from Covenant Shreveport, a church on a mission to declare and demonstrate the gospel in all of life. Learn more about us at covenantshreveport.org. Hey, welcome to the Nicene Creed. My name is Weston Brown. Throughout this podcast, we've been exploring the history surrounding the Creed of Nicaea, as well as the content, and today we're going to continue on that journey. Before we do that, though, each time we read the Nicene Creed together. As always, you can find a link to the text in our show notes. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, He rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and His kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, He is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We're picking up today in the year 381 AD, and at that stage, the worldwide church was gathering for only its second ecumenical council of the century. The first council had taken place in 325 in the city of Nicaea, which was in what is today the country of Turkey. That first council, as we've learned over the last few weeks, was convened to oppose a heretical teaching called Arianism, and the result was the creation of the initial draft of the creed that we just read. But in 381, the church came together again to deal with a related and yet different heretical threat called Macedonianism. This new threat was very similar to Arianism, but it primarily involved the Holy Spirit, As Arianism had proposed that Christ the Son had been created by the Father, Macedonianism asserted that the Spirit had been created by the Son. So you can think of these teachings as sort of being like a ladder. With both of them, God the Father is at the top of the ladder. But with Arianism, Jesus Christ is a rung below the Father. And with Macedonianism, the Spirit is a rung below Christ. And this diminishes both the Son and the Spirit. It also goes against the teaching of Scripture. For one, 
The writer of Hebrews calls the Spirit of God eternal, which creates a problem for anyone who would claim that the Spirit had been created by Christ. Also, Paul in Philippians 3 says that we worship by the Spirit. When Emperor Theodosius convened the Council of Constantinople in 381, three men were instrumental in leading the church into a new era of Trinitarian orthodoxy. These men, who we've mentioned before, were Gregory Nazianzus, who became Bishop of Constantinople, and then two brothers, Basil the Great and Gregory of Nyssa. All of these men were church leaders in what is today modern Turkey, and together they are known by a sort of regional name as the Cappadocian Fathers. Prior to Theodosius making Gregory Nazianzus Bishop of Constantinople, though the city had endured 40 years of being led by Arian bishops. Remember, Constantinople had been made the capital city of Rome by Constantine, and after his death, his son Constantius had continued to rule in Constantinople, but he was an Arian, and his bishop was Eusebius, who we've talked a great deal about. So when the Council of Constantinople came together, the first order of business was to denounce in a once-and-for-all kind of way Arianism and then also Macedonianism. Additionally, Apollinarianism, which is yet another heresy, was also condemned. That teaching denied the dual nature of Christ, that he was both fully God and also fully man. And it proposed a sort of in-between position where Jesus had a human body, but the mind of God. Ultimately, what was most needed to battle against some of these ancillary heresies that were popping up was a more robust creed. Coming out of Constantinople, the creed was thus expanded to include a more thorough statement on the Holy Spirit that we looked at in our last episode, as well as a statement on the church, which we'll look at in our next episode. This is essentially the Nicene Creed as we have it today. Join us next time as we look at the final lines of the Nicene Creed and explore the nature of the church and the life of the world to come.